my mother's mother was the first woman to show me that being nice um, didn't always give you what you wanted. By no stretch of the imagination was Rhodey a soft woman. And she definitely was not a easy or nice woman to be around. I remember when I was in high school, spending time with her when I used to skip school, third period to be exact, was skip third period. And I was sitting there and I was asking her why she didn't like, I actually basically was like, why you don't fuck with me? I didn't say it in those exact words, but that's what it really was. And I told her that I felt like she cared about my cousins and about about my aunts and about everybody else a little bit differently, a little bit more than she cared about me. I felt like there was some resentment there because I'm the oldest grandchild and I took away the last piece of the freedom that I think she thought she was supposed to have as a woman because my mom had me young and she had her girls young and so that first chance you like you see you're at the finish line you're gonna have this freedom back and then your youngest child has a child and it's like what the fuck and I remember her turning down the tv and she looks me in my eye and said the same water that boils an egg softens a potato and then she turned the tv back up and at the time, I did not get it. I, I didn't understand. I felt like, the fuck is she talking about? Like, why is she talking in circles again? And in the two years since she's died, I've had to try to make sense of my childhood and grieve the grandmother that I thought I should have had, the grandmother I felt like I deserved but didn't get um alone i couldn't process it with my mom because my mom doesn't understand couldn't process it with my cousins because they don't get it i couldn't process it with my aunts because they have their own crosses to bear and so in that processing i've realized that you get what you get and that's not to say that you know she she should have like or she or she shouldn't have done anything differently. I do think there's some things, um, some behaviors that could have just manifested in different ways. I feel like she didn't have to go as hard against me and what I wanted in life than she did. I wish she would have taught me the value of hugs because I don't like to be hugged. And I think it's because I really didn't see it growing up. But I don't also put that responsibility on her because she was trying to figure it out and so this memo is about the things that we all are just trying to figure out it gets kind of heavy when you think about it trying to figure out who you are where you are what you're doing who you're doing it with and for how long that's a lot and trying to do the right thing 
whatever the fuck that is. Always is exhausting. Trying to say the right thing. Make your hands look a certain way. Wear certain clothes because that is the trend. Who gives a damn at the end of the day? We are all going to end up six feet under, six feet in, or six inches deep if you're cremated. We're all headed towards the same destination. We all are on this borrowed time. I don't even know if it's borrowed. I just think we're on a time. Like you have you have sand in your glass and you don't know when you're running out. And there are some people who might not know the day or the hour, but they know the moment is near. And you see it as a blessing and a curse because then you start thinking about all the things you didn't get to do, all the all the things you didn't get to say, all the places you didn't get to go and you wish you had more time. And so in making sense of it, I have just chosen to live my life as if the sand is almost out. I don't know if today's going to be the day. I don't know if I have 70 more years on me. I want to be here until I'm 102. I want to be able to see my children's children's children and just maybe just maybe I doubt it see the great great is that the great it'll be the great great grands but who the fuck knows you know and and trying to make sense of the little years I've been on this earth I can tell you that everybody's doing the same thing as me You're just trying to figure it out. You're just trying to be the best person for yourself and the people in your life that you can possibly be. You are scratching and surviving. Makes sense to me now. You're just trying to leave this world, the piece, the 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 little the little fraction of the earth that you take up. You just want to leave it a little bit better. Because at the very best, you do no harm. Or at the very, at the very least, you do no harm. And I think that as we all begin to try to make sense of things that we don't even know about, things that we cannot dream or imagine will come to us, I think as we try to make sense of who we are, what we do, and who we're with, you have to first interrogate yourself in a, from a place of like pure honesty. Because I think a lot of people have been living lies in their head and then they manifest and project out loud. And then they run and go get self-help books and go to YouTube and get on Twitter and start searching phrases. For something that you could have just did the work on yourself. You could have just told yourself the truth. Because the truth that you tell yourself is the most important truth you'll ever tell. Because when you start to tell yourself the truth, you start to 
think differently, you act differently, your your DNA of becoming is different. And that means it sets off a whole nother chain reaction of behaviors. I think about my friends who are married or in serious relationships and some of them are living a lie like your relationship was built on a lie because you told yourself that you were in love you told yourself that you liked this person and now the patterns the behaviors that they're doing and creating for their future generations are going to be full of trauma because they couldn't muster up the courage or the fortitude to tell themselves the truth enough to say, hey, you know what? I don't want to do this. I want to do it like this. Or I want to be with you, but I want this person too. Because the truth of it is, a lot of us are not monogamous beings. We would love to be, but that is not who we are. We, um, you know, we... We like, we like different flavors at different times. Some of us like dark chocolate. Some of us like vanilla. Some like swirl. Some like butter pecan. You know? And just thinking about the truth we tell ourselves. Pushing fur- further, I think about the truth we tell ourselves about the careers that we should have had or we want to have. Like, it's great to be an engineer, but some people struggling because they didn't want to be engineers. Their parents wanted them to be engineers and because of, you know, parents and their living vicariously vicariously through their children, you got people stuck in careers that are dead ends for them. Um, You have people who are not good at science, but they doing science-based work. And then likewise, you got people who are quitting their jobs right now and saying, fuck it, I'm going to be an entrepreneur because I don't know who said it a long time ago, but like the American dream seems to be a six-figure, $100,000 income. Like once you hit that threshold and you got the car and the garage, you've made it. Well, let me just tell you, I know some very empty people making six figures with a house and a husband. Uh, spouse, no, I said husband, but a spouse. I know very unhappy people stuck in careers that was never meant for them in the first place. I know very unhappy people, period. And at the base, at the root of their unhappiness, at the core of their being, are the lies and the fallacies and the untold stories that they refuse to tell themselves. Hell, some of them are told stories. That's what make it a lie. That they tell themselves about why they are where they are and how they cannot get out of their situation. And this is different for the women who are in abusive relationships. Like, I get that part. This is more about how you get yourself in the situations you get yourself into. And then you get stuck in them. Because 
you can't admit that you were wrong or you admit that you're wrong or you didn't do the right thing for yourself. But you say, oh, well, other people are going to be impacted by this decision. So you stay. You use your family, your friends, your job, your lifestyle as a crutch. And then you resent them or it later on in life because you did not do what you wanted to do for your life. And I'll tell you, in my selfishness and in my, so in my selfishness and in my selflessness, I'm going to choose me every day. I'm going to choose my happiness above all things because I've lived a life before that wasn't happy. I've done things that have set off a chain reaction of events that were not responsible that I will have to reap the karma of hell I could be reaping it now because you know karma never looks the same way that you got it like you don't receive it the same way you you, you put it out there um but I've made decisions. I've I've made choices. I've done things that I'm not proud of, but they were the best decision for me at that time. And when I look back on it, it was because it was not rooted in honesty to myself. I didn't trust my gut. My grandmother, if she didn't do anything else, she trusted her good. I'm chewing and eating bacon, y'all. My grandmother lived her life the way she wanted to live it. She did not care if my cousins, me, my mama, or my aunts didn't like it. Said what she wanted to say, went where she wanted to go, spent the money she wanted to spend, and then left us a note to make sure we put it on her tombstone, I did it my way. (laughs) Craziness. The eccentricities that my grandmother had, all of them in their rightful glory or rightful forms, there's a lesson for all of us. When you leave this earth, when you have taking your final breath when that time just stops did you do it your way because at the end of the day if you don't if you didn't you have no one to blame but yourself